Podcasting straight from North Carolina is Dr. Jennifer Eichner-Lowry sharing her author journey with you. Jen Lowry writes is a place where amazing things happen for authors and readers together. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate podcast host. Jen is just the bird singing the song. She is a published author, educator, homeschool mama, life coach, and dreamer. Join her on the daily journey of discovering what this writing life is all about. Let's see what she will be led by the Holy Spirit to talk about today. Here's Jen. Welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry, and today I want to talk about author table settings for book tours and book signings. Okay, so I had someone message me last night asking for advice. So this advice is one, the advice that I gave, but I also want to hear from you guys. So you guys email me at jenlowrywrites at gmail.com if you'd like to add to this discussion. But they asked me what did they really need to keep in mind when they're going out for an author tour and they're having to set up their table and what have I seen if I've seen this in practice. Okay, so I decided to go online and make a new Pinterest board. So I told you guys I'm a visual learner. So my first step to do was to actually kind of go out and look for images of how authors are setting up their tables. So I created a new um, board on Pinterest, and I think I even called it Author Table Ideas. So you can collect a series of really good ideas there that way. But I want to share with you just some things that I have seen in the past that I really liked that I have made special note for my tours that are going to start in September. So as you guys know, my book is going to be released September the 10th. So I actually have my official date. I thought it was going to come out in April, but now it's going not just into ebook, but it's going to paperback and ebook. So I am so thrilled about that. You just do not know. I cried and cried. I'm so excited. And I'm also going to be in the book tour world. So I have a lot of time to plan this as well. So here are some things that I have seen when I've went out to different book signings. And I would suggest you go to these now, especially um, for your local writers. Please support your state writers. I mean, you're going to be one of these writers too. And you never know what valuable connections that you can make with these writers that are in your state or that are coming to your local bookstores. By you going out into your local bookstores, if they have book tours, and I'm very lucky that I have Quail Ridge Books that is close to me. It is a beautiful store. Guys, I could spend hours just in this store. It is lovely. You know, I love bookstores anyway. But they are often holding these book signings and these book events. Find places in your community that might also do this, even if it's at your local library. Attend as many of these that you as you can. We had a book festival over the weekend, and it was actually sold out. It was free, but you had to have tickets. And the events were sold out. They were spread out all over Raleigh. And I was disappointed that they were sold out because I'm, you know, I'm right here. And I wasn't able to go and kind of like check out how authors are doing things. But that doesn't mean anything for me because I can 
you know, befriend as many authors on Twitter, befriend as many authors on LinkedIn, so that way I can kind of also see their setup, because they're going to be posting pictures of, you know, what they're doing. So, my number one tip is for you to have a little board up that says, you know, don't forget to take a pic with me. Now, I saw this happening at a book sign-in one time, and, you know, people will say, you have to give away this, you have to give away that. There is nothing like an author taking a picture with a fan. You should see the fans' faces. When the author had, you know, would get up from the chair, pose with the person the family would be taking pictures, and then they would sit down. And you can say, well, that will hold up the line. Trust me, the people in the line were not complaining. Because when they first saw that person, oh, can I take a picture? Now, the first person didn't ask it. And I was, you know, maybe the seventh in line. Not exact number, but, you know, I was. I could see what was going on in front of me. Um the first people didn't ask, but when the one person did, then I started hearing these murmurs behind me. Oh, we get to take pictures. We got to take pictures. So I found this little um, sign on Pinterest that I think I'm going to paint on a piece of wood like I can get from Michael's. Or I can just, you know, have my friend who's an art teacher to paint it for me because she makes these beautiful little signs. And it, and it actually said, like, let's take a selfie, and they put down their Twitter hashtag. They, they could hashtag that. See, i got to learn more about this hashtag stuff. But anyway, that's what was on the sign. I've got it on my Pinterest board, but I think that that is a great way for you to also have that fan tweet out your picture with them and they're holding your book. And so if you have, you know, 10 people to come to your book signing and you say, daggone, I wish I would have had 100 people at my book signing. Well, you just did because their 100 followers on Twitter just saw you in the feed. And more people than you think, they have high Twitter numbers like... For me, my Twitter followers are small compared to what teenagers have as Twitter followers today. So it's especially if you're looking for YA audiences, young adult audiences, college student age, you know, that that Twitter can be a powerful marketing tool for you. And I didn't quite realize the connection with that until I saw that image on Pinterest where it was that really country looking board and it was just like scroll painted, you know, don't forget to take a selfie with me. And when you do that, the person that's coming up to your table, that fear of, oh, I want to take a picture with this author, but I don't want to ask them because I think that that would be pretentious or whatever, that goes away. You're already telling them you want to take pictures with them. So that's going to be one of the number one things that I make to put on my board to, I mean, to put on my table. And I'm going to go to the Dollar Tree, or every time I go to Goodwill, I'm going to start looking for those tiny little metal stands, and I'm going to spray paint them purple, because the book cover is going to have purple on it, and purple is the color theme throughout my book. If you go on my Instagram, you're going to see purple everywhere, purple for the podcast, purple for 
Well, purple is one of my favorite colors. My dad painted my room purple when I was a teenager. So that lets you know. My, my football teams are the Ravens and the Vikings. Um, so purple has been around with me for a very, very long time. So, um, you know, it's going to happen. We'll spray paint everything purple. So the stands are going to be purple. I got time to look for these things. Um, so that's my next suggestion for you is to find you some little stands because if you can get these little stands, you can put up not only the take a selfie with me poster sign or, or little card or whatever that you're going to make for that. I'm going to use that old wood board. I love that looking stuff from Michael's. Um, but I'm, or I could just get my uh, husband to break apart a palette and I can actually just paint on a piece of palette board. Um, because we just made, you know, my husband made me a cabinet out of pallets, so that's something that you could do, too. Or you could just go ahead and get the frame or get a piece of that chalkboard. You know that really cool chalkboard you can get? You can wipe off and, and change that if you, if you want to change a different hashtag or something like that. Um, oh, I just thought about the chalkboard idea. Um, but go look for stands, because you can also have a couple of these stands up there, and you could put your books up. So that way, they're not just all sitting flat on the table. So you could then have one that's sitting straight up, and then you can have them kind of stacked behind it. So I did see some of that when I was looking at images, and I thought that those those pretty little scroll stands, those are really nice touches. Um, if you want to go with the old distressed wood look, get an old distressed wood look stand. Get, get someone to make one of those for you. I want to go with a country theme. Well, first, if anybody doesn't know this by now, if you haven't like listened to the Where I'm From, I did actually make a podcast Where I'm From. Um, I'm country. I'm from a very small town, um, very simple, and I want my... And, you know, North Carolina, I want that to reflect on my table. Um, I'm not some sophisticated person with all this fancy know-how. I'm just a, a country girl. You know, we actually do have mason jars that we use in our cabinet. And we have mason jar cups. And we, you know, I'm the one that will go to the Dollar Tree in a hot minute looking for a deal. And that's the place where you need to be going and looking at things to set up on your table. Also, like my character, I've been thinking about this, Sweet Potato Jones. I've been thinking about doing the monogram because in the South, we monogram everything. And I've really been thinking about getting a cup with that to set up so my coffee cup will be purple. It'd be a Sweet Potato Jones coffee cup. And you can get those made. You can go online and find how to get book swag, author swag, things made. I actually had to look that terminology up. But you can also go to Vistaprint and get mugs made. Um, and so I would like to have a mug like that that would have maybe something with Sweet Potato Jones on it. And it's her initials. Um, you can also get those really cool light-up signs. So I saw this when I went um, on an Instagram author page, and she had a book tour, and she had like this light-up sign, and y'all, I saw these at Five and Below, I'm not kidding, and they're these, um, like you can arrange it, and it looks like something that you would see, oh, like in a restaurant, and you can slide the letters across it, and you can change it up, and they light up, 
I thought that was genius because it lights up. It, sp- it kind of like stands out on your table and you can use it for multiple events. Um, and it was at five and below. The one that I saw and the one that this author was using on their table was identical. So I'm sure they're like me bargain shopping. Um, I will suggest that you go with a friend and go goodwill hunting. Now, this is what me and my son call it. And we're going to be going um, next week, actually, to look for spring, some spring clothes. But we map out all the goodwills in our area. And we have tons of them. So, we just drive from one goodwill to the next goodwill to the next goodwill. And if you go goodwill hunting like we do, or if you go thrift store shopping, or if you like to go to Habitat for Humanity like I do, now is the time to start looking out for things that could be like maybe a little trinket or something from your book that makes sense. So, let's say... um. Every time, like, when you think of a wonderful life, you think of the bell, right? And so, even when I bought my husband the movie, it had a little bell ornament with it. So, like, you never know what you'll find, like, these little trinkets that you might find that go along with your book. And you could collect those items, and you could create a gift basket. And so, if you think about this, now, I saw this yesterday so, this lady, um, she emailed me asking me these questions, and she said that she had seen a gift basket idea and had I. Well, no, I have never seen a gift basket idea, but after she emailed me this and asked me this question, and I started looking into this concept, and short enough, there are people that craft these little baskets, and they put all these little trinkets that go along with the book. They get labels made for candles. You know, they'll put a copy of their book in there, and they'll say, you know, sign up today in my newsletter. You know, sign up for my newsletter, and then I'm drawing a lucky winner of just for today's sign-ups. Or you could have an Excel sheet, and they could put in their information. It could go into there. You could have them fill out a Google form, and you could do the Google form, ask a little survey, And then it could populate into an Excel sheet. My friend knows how to do all this Excel fancy stuff. And if you use Google products, the Google form will then collect the email addresses. So you might want to do something like that. Or you just might want them to get a ticket. And if they purchase a ticket, you know, it doesn't have to be money ticket. It can just be they get a, a cute little ticket that you get. You can get those ticket rolls you know, at the Dollar Tree, or you can order them on bulk on Amazon, and you could get like those carnival tickets, and you could tear them off, and then if they stick around at a certain time, let's say it's a book event, um, not necessarily like if you're in the middle of Barnes & Noble, but if you're at a book event, you could do that, and you could um, have the people report back to your table and do that, or you could get their information, and you could tweet out who the winner is. And they could come back and pick up their basket. Um, you can think of some creative ways to do that with those gift baskets like that. Um, continue to research that. There was one lady who was giving away wine and cheese because apparently it was at a winery with her book setting. And so she had a bottle of wine and she put the wine labels. She had crea- crafted some and printed them out and stuck wine labels 
um, on a bottle of wine. Like, like I'm not going to go that far. I'm not going to be doing alcohol. One, I'm a YA audience, but I'm just letting you know what people are doing out there, okay? I'm not saying that that's what I would do because I'm not. I'm a YA girl, but um, think about some things that, like, for your target audience, what goes along with your book, and then what would they enjoy? Gift cards for, like, my YA audiences, give them a gift card to Chick-fil-A, you know, they would love that. And I would love to support Chick-fil-A. Um, thinking about things like that, if you want to do a little giveaway at your table, you can. Me, personally, I don't feel like that, like right now in my life. I feel like, yes, take a selfie with me. Yes, I'll sign your book. Yes, I'm going to have book displays. Now, my librarian, she gave me a great idea. She told me to take my computer with me and have like a scrolling Google slide and have like a presentation and also have a QR code. So I was like, well, what would the QR code do? And she was like, find a way to create a QR code because all of these young adult audiences, they probably have QR readers on their phones because they're using them in public schools. Or if, if they have an iPhone, all you have to do is scroll your iPhone over a QR code, and it automatically reads it through your image, and it'll take you to this site. So she said, Jennifer, you need to put your base on a QR code, and that way they could have it. They could take a snapshot. They could, they could go straight to your website. They could star and favorite your website. They could add your website on their home screen on their phone. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, I've never thought about QR codes. So, yeah, you can come in, honey. Um, the, the people from Catfish are in Clayton. Oh, my goodness. For real? Yes. No way. Look. Wow. My son is telling me. For real? Yeah. And they've taken pictures and posted them up. What did you see it all? What was it all? Facebook? <laughs> Go tell Eli. <laughs> um, so, QR codes, that's something that could really help you uh, quickly and efficiently link yourself to your um, audience. Um, so don't forget QR codes. I'm definitely going to do that. Um, so today I was scrolling on LinkedIn and I saw something so pretty and I even messaged the person. I sent them a post and uh, underneath their picture of how much I love their table. I was going to be making this today, no joke, guys, because I got the email yesterday about table settings and for ideas. Now, let me tell you what this person did. They got a quilt. Now, y'all, I love me some quilts. My mama has, my mama got a quilt one time from Goodwill. I love this quilt. It used to be my baby, like his favorite blanket. It's got birds on it. It goes perfectly with my theme. It's not purple, though. Um... But as soon as I saw that quilt, I started reminiscing about quilts that I have. My grandma's quilt, my great-grandma's quilt. Um, and I'm thinking, what if between now and September, I can somehow find me a purple quilt? And I would rather have a purple quilt than a purple tablecloth. Or a black tablecloth with a runner. Now, now, my librarian, one of my other librarians, I have two media specialists. Well, one of my media specialists was like, get a table runner. Get a burlap table runner that looks really country, that's very functional. And I'm like, you know, that would be gorgeous. That table runners. They're like, you don't even need a tablecloth. You just get a table runner. 
well, when I saw that lady's picture today and she had a quilt up there, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm quilting this thing. And it was so pretty, y'all. The quilt colors matched her covers of her children's books. And then she had this really pretty frame, and it was a, a pretty pink, and it matched the colors exactly of her book. And then the quilt pinks were a little lighter, but it just all blended so pretty. And in this frame, she just had just a regular printed sheet. She had her photo at the top, and then at the bottom, it was follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and it had her links right there with the icon images of Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And so she didn't have the QR codes up there, but I like that frame idea. So I took actually a picture to save, because I would forget this, okay, um, a picture to remind me of the idea that I liked. And so let's say the computer idea is a smart idea, but I get there and my battery dies. So then I'm thinking, instead of having the computer with the QR code on it, why not just go ahead and have the frame? That way I don't have to worry about something accidentally spilling on my computer or the plug. I have to worry about do I have access to plugs? You know, all that kind of stuff I would worry about with technology. If I just have that simple frame up there, then hey, it could all be on there. And if somebody didn't have the QR reader, or had not, you know, they had no clue what a QR code was, then they still had everything all spelled out, and then that person could take a picture of it and keep it for later. So, I'm like, you know what? I'm thinking I'm going to modify the computer idea, even though I think it's cool, and I think it's great to have a slideshow. And I may take one and try it, and I might have it up there. Um, and then if it runs out, if the battery dies or whatever, it does, and then I'll have still have my... Um, picture frame up there. It was a gorgeous picture frame. So that's something on my Goodwill hunting trips I'm going to be looking at is trying to find um, picture frames that I could put things in. And even if you want to get like a poster of your character made, let's say you have, uh, if you're an indie publisher and you have your images and you have your stock photos, you could create a really cool poster. Um, you can make a poster of your character and instead of getting it like laminated and wrinkled all up and or worried about what kind of paper you can print it on, you can print it and put it in a really cool frame and keep that frame with you and, and put it up there as well. Um, I also have went to a book signing before where someone had character cards. And so it was almost like it looked like a baseball card of that main character. That stuff's that author swag stuff. I've seen bookmarks before. And I did find online where you could get free printable bookmarks, but you can go on Canva and also use the images of your covers if you have access to your image and create bookmarks. You can create promotional materials like that. You could create your own um, baseball cards. You could print those things out on cardstock, or you could go to your local print shop and tell them what you want back and front with glossy, and they would be able to print things like that for you too. Or you could just go online and look up author swag ideas that you could print and have sitting up on your table. I'm not going to do the, the character cards, but I am going to take models of my jewelry. So when I was at Michael's, I took a picture of a jewelry stand that looked really cool, and it looked 
uh, country look, and it was $20, and I just feel like my husband could use the scrap materials that we have in the, in um, from Solomon's leftover carpentry class in homeschool, um, and Solomon and him, they could build this for me, and so I took a picture of a little stand, a little jewelry stand. So if you have things that go along with your book, you know, figure out ways that you can have the theme all to work. Now, I went back and forth, and Solomon told me, no, Mama, don't do it. You're not Comic-Con. Because we go to Comic-Con twice a year, and we see all of these roll back, I don't know what they're called, guys, but they're like these big stands. They go behind you. My school actually has them. I help set them up for our fairs. And they're gigantic. They're like these scrolly, like poster-looking things. And they roll out, and they connect on these hooks. And they stand up, and they have them beside their tables, their booths. And they're ultra-expensive. Solomon told me, Mama, you really, you don't need anything like that. You know, just get go to the table. Be you. People are going to come to see you. They don't need to have all of those heavy backdrops around you. And so I agreed with him on that. So I completely scratched that idea. However, now don't think I'm a hoarder, okay? But something was in the trash. They were going to throw it away. And it was an easel stand. It was a really cool easel stand made of wood. And it was broken. I did. I had the, the chains on it and everything. And I could tell that my husband would easily be able to fix it. And the first thing I thought of was, I need this. Now, listen, I'm not an artist. I do I do paint and things, but, like, I don't do that for, like, free time hobby or anything. Just like when we had, like, a paint party at our house one time. But I thought I could use this easel somehow and maybe have something for the book on it. Who knows? Well, when I saw it, that was my initial reaction to it. So, I know that it's going to be for something so I do have this really tall easel, and it is wood, so that means it's going to be spray-painted. Guess what color? Yeah, purple. So we're going to spray-paint that easel purple. Now, I don't know if I'm going to have a Bible verse canvas that goes along with the book, that goes along with Sweet Potato. So maybe it's going to be a Bible verse canvas that I'm going to have my friend to paint, or maybe it'll be that word art that I'll paint, and I'll put the sparrows around it. Um, I haven't quite figured it out. I could take, like I saw, so today when I was researching this, um, I could take and do like what, what I've seen people do, is that they take the book cover, they take it to their print shop, and they have their it blown up on canvas. Like you can get that done at Walmart in the photo studio, you can also get a blanket with your, your cover art on it if you want to, to do a blanket giveaway. You can do those kind of things at the Walmart studio, and they have those canvas portraits that you can get. All they need is the image, and they can do, you know, a really nice um, canvas board for you, and you could post that up and carry around. Then you could hang it up into your office, or you can hang it up on your, um, like maybe you'll have an author wall in your room to celebrate each one. Now, if it was my exorcist book, I bought a painting from a local Native American artist, and that painting is of the pines, 
where they have a scene in there. And when I saw the painting, I said, that's exactly from my book. That's what I was envisioning of the pines being in my book. So I bought that picture. And, you know, if it was that, then sure, I'd probably have that up there. So if people saw it, they would be like, oh, I know that scene. And I'm like, yep. And I saw this and it reminded me of that scene. And I wanted to bring that as a backdrop. And, and who knows? I might be walking in a Goodwill somewhere or in a thrift store. And I might see a painting and it might remind me of sweet potato or it might remind me of the road they traveled or or the soul food restaurant like i don't know but i'm gonna keep my eyes open because guess what i've got i got a free easel <laughs> it's sitting in my garage right now it might be a little broken right now but i can say by september it will not be broken and it will be painted purple and even if i don't use it this year then it'll be in there for something there was a reason why it crossed my path. So I'm also considering like a mason jar to put um, my Sharpies in. So I, I went to this event once and um, one of the authors, their pen stopped working. And I actually pulled a pen out of my pocketbook. So guys, listen, I'm, I'm not going to do that. I'll have me a bunch of purple pens. And I'm going to get me only purple and I'm going to get me a bunch of those fine tip Sharpies. So those things to me, they're pretty expensive. I know you say Jennifer Sharpies aren't, but they are to me, y'all. I'm, I'm a poor thing. So I like once a month, I'm going to probably get me like three purple Sharpies a month. And I'm going to collect them. And I'm going to put them in a mason jar. And I'm going to carry them along with me when I go on my author tour. And I'm going to have it closed up so that way my pens don't scatter all in my car. And um, I'm going to keep that. You also need a really cool bag that you're going to be able to carry things in. Because I'm going to tell you what looked really extremely, like, tacky. So I was looking at pictures today of author tables. And you could see all of these empty boxes just stuffed all up under the table. So I had to remind myself, yes, I am going to have a box of books. I agree. Okay, that's going to be there. So what can I do underneath that table to make sure that I'm not kicking that thing around or it's not visible in case people are taking pictures because it just looked weird. I'm um, having those big boxes all stuck under there. So, you know, if you're at a place, maybe if you take your boxes, if you take your books out, maybe asking the bookstore to, you know, could you hold this box for me and I'll pick it up after the tour. Oh, come on in, honey. Um, or you could just have like, a blanket or a tablecloth or something like that that you could just throw over the bottom that matches whatever you're using. So it just becomes an extension under there. That way it doesn't look real cluttery and it doesn't look like you were rushed and throwing things under your table. So I have that suggestion for you too. And make sure you have, um, like I have a Bible verse bag. So that's probably the one um, that I was gifted. I'm probably going to carry that that has... Um, a lot of my materials and things in it, that's going to represent me when I'm going out. Um, and if you can get something like that made, like maybe with a Bible verse that goes along with your book or something like that, you could also use that as a giveaway. Um, just keep your eyes open. And your spirit, really, it's going to tell you, oh, this will be great for your table. Because as many pictures as I've went through, as many blogs as I've read, you know, of how to set up the perfect table, there is no perfect table. It's you, your book, and you talking with your audience. 
the connections that you make with the people that come to your table, that's gold, y'all. That's what matters. Sure, I want mine to have a country look. Sure, I want mine to stand out and be pretty. And even though I'm not a graphic designer or an interior designer, I do know that a quilt looks country and my mason jar pins, that's a good touch. And, oh, don't forget to take a picture with me, you know, and with the hashtag. I love that. So, yes, I am collecting these little ideas. But the bottom line, if they get a picture and they sign a book with me, I'm praying that that's going to be enough. And then when I become some rich, fancy author and I can stay at home with my babies and homeschool and work, you know, full time from the house and I have all this extra money to spare, I can go out and do all of that author swag. And I can get pins made. Y'all, people have pins. They have buttons. Them little buttons, like the 1980s. Like, I used to wear my John Bon Jovi buttons all over the place. Like, they had buttons made. Like, I saw all kinds of author swag that people could put on their table. And I kept going, but that's not me. Like, I one, I have to be on a budget. Two, I can keep my eyes out. And like Solomon said, your mama, just be simple. You're simple anyway. And, and, you know, you never know what size your table is going to be. So let's say you got all this stuff planned, right? And you go to this bookstore <laughs> and they give you this little card table. And they don't give you like the gigantic buffet table at the Golden Corral. And you've got this little card table. And you've spent all of this thought process into making this grand, elaborate table. I don't want you getting there going, wait a minute. You know, my diva senses, now I'm going to be demanding you better put two of these things together because my table's got to be perfect just the way I envisioned it. So that's what I'm saying. You never know, like, when you go into these places, what's their space going to look like? If you're, if you're working with a small, independent bookstore, they might just have... You know, like just a small table, they might already provide you with their tablecloth. They might want their tablecloth in the picture. So that way, if the person is taking a picture, let's say the author is taking a picture with a reader, their tablecloth will be there. They might already have a stand built, you know, welcome our authors. They might already have promotional poster of you. And so you might go to all of these great lengths and you get there. And you can't even use this expensive tablecloth you bought that you had specially designed with your logo on it and, or your author name and all this. So that's why I've backed up a little bit on what I originally thought my author table should look like to how feasible it could be for me and my budget, but also my expectations of understanding that not every author table is created equal. They're going to be different sizes. I can't sweat the small stuff like that, y'all. That still cannot stress me out when I go. Now, more than just the author table, there's something I want you to really consider. And I'm going to give you the reason why. And I'm going to tell you that another author, she told me this too. So I have a dear friend that has been very supportive of me um, since we met. Like the first conversation that Trisha and I had, it, she told me she wanted to be an author one day. And I'm like, oh, I self-published my devotionals. I, I'm on Amazon. And, you know, I love writing devotionals and journal books for, for families. And so we hit it off, like, right away. And she's another Christian teacher. And so we have the teaching, you know, and the literacy coach and everything in common. 
Um, and we share a lot of the same family um, conversations about our families. So she's my she's my good friend, and she supports me with everything. Like if I have a Facebook Live, that girl, she's on it. I am so happy because I might have a small number, but she's there. Well, she told me, she said, I just want to let you know that when you go on your book tour, I want to go with you. Now, the boys have already said they're going to go hang out with me, but me and the boys, the boys hanging out with me, when I went to a poetry contest, they, they're hanging out with me meant they went to the Chick-fil-A right down the street and sat on fancy couches in the upper loft of a Chick-fil-A and drank uh, milkshakes. <laughs> so I kind of know where that might be going. Um, just like the day Sam told me he was going to hang out with me on my Facebook Live, and then his friends joined a party on Xbox, and he decided that that was the party he was going to. <laughs> and so I was like fumbling around on the Facebook Live, not realizing I needed to scroll up, and I was missing making comments to people. <laughs> um, so she offered, she said, I want to go and hang out with you. I want to be like your publicist on the day of your events, and I will take all of your pictures for you, and I will help you set everything up, and I will be there to get you water and get anything you need, and I'm like, Trisha, I love you. That is so thoughtful of you, but I can't pay you. She said, I'm not asking for money. I don't want money. I just want to go and have some fun. Now, guys, that just blessed my heart. Y'all just do not know. That is a blessing from the Lord when you have a support system like that. So I want you to pray over asking someone to go with you because I'm going to tell you the conversation that I had with another author. So I was talking to an author who has had a book tour. She went to an independent bookstore and she talked about what a wonderful place it was and how she had a great turnout. She told me that she was so nervous that she probably would have kind of just lost her way there. And I'm not talking about losing your way with your GPS. I'm talking about just kind of like losing, you know, your sense. You're all in the moment. She said that a friend of hers went with her and helped her set things up and was just there to encourage her, to cheer her on. When there was a lull, she didn't feel uncomfortable. She didn't wonder, you know, what is this going to be like? So her friend would stand by her table and just continue to converse with her to keep her spirits up. And then she would get a rush of people and her friend would help her getting the books out of the boxes and taking care of that. And, um, a thing that you need at your book signing, if you carry someone with you, you really need to do this because I think it helps with time and I just think it's practical. And so my friend is going to do this for me. All you need is to carry a sticky note pad with you. So I'm going to get me some sticky note purple pads. Um, you know me, everything's going to be purple. So while I'm picking up these Sharpies, I'm going to pick up a pack of purple because they're more expensive. And what you're going to do is you're going to have your friend walk down the line and say, spell your name legibly on the sticky note. And if you want a special message written, please write that down to who you would like that to be dedicated to. So when I was at a book signing, that's exactly what happened to me. And so I got to think about it. I wasn't just up there in front of the author going, oh, just... Just sign it. Like I actually had a time, had a few minutes 
to process that. And that was going on while the book talk was happening. So I did have time to think about it. But it can be done while you're in a line, too. Let's say you're not doing a talk, but you're just doing a signing. So have them go down the line with a sticky note and have them write it out. That way you don't spell a name wrong in a book that somebody has purchased. Okay, now there are some very unique spellings. Like, for example, my niece, Patience, if you look at it, it looks like Pachance. So you've got some really unique spellings of people's names. So just be very mindful of that. Be very slow with that if you need to. Um, just repeat it. Just, you know, my hearing is not 100%. If I'm in a very loud place, I might have to have somebody repeat something like five times. That's going to be a little like, come on, Jen, really? So having people write it legibly on a sticky note. So just have your person that comes with you take a sticky with a pen as they go down and, and let them have a pen ready because the person's probably not going to be sitting there holding a pen. They're going to be holding the book in their hands. Um, I just think that that's wise. So don't forget that for your author signing. But I'm just very glad that my friend has offered to go with me. Um, I hope by September she hasn't forgot this offer. And I have enough courage to say to her, because uh, she's my dear friend, Hey, Trisha, you remember when you volunteered to go be my publicist? <laughs> well, guess what? I'm getting my tour dates lined up, and here we go. So... That's my suggestions for you for book tables and author signings. And if you have any like this really works ideas, please email me. I've told you different ways you can contact me. It's jenlowrywrites at gmail.com. If you're on my Facebook, I've been getting messages through there on my Jen Lowry author Facebook page. You can also go to my Twitter at jenlowrywrites. And people have been messaging me like crazy through Twitter. So I'm seeing like where I'm getting the most, you know, hits from. And I will have to say it's Twitter first, my Facebook page second, and then my emails third. So, um, but either way, you're getting the messages to me and I love it. So keep them coming because you guys are just like the fuel it takes to keep this podcast running and current. And we're talking about the everyday needs of authors, the everyday thoughts and wonders and stresses and anxieties and fears. And we're overcoming them all together because we're planning together. We're researching together. So I challenge you today to go out there and write something inspiring and share it with the world. Thanks for joining me on Jen Lowry Writes. You guys have a blessed day.